Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? You know what? I was going to come in and gloat on this 0-4 start for you guys, for the Lakers. <laughs> but you know what? Clippers aren't doing great either, so I'm not. I'm going to just le- leave it there. <laughs> I but mean, other than that, I'm great. No, I mean, it was, uh, look, I watched the Nuggets game. Obviously, it wasn't fun, but this is the same old Lakers, right? Allergic to third quarters. Don't know why. They're not even old anymore. They just come out with, I mean, they can't shoot. We know that. They have the worst offensive rating in history in comparison to what the average offensive rating in the league is. So they don't have the worst offensive rating in history because like it was 92, but that was when the average was like 102. Now the average offensive rating is 112, and it's 15 under 97. So it's by far the worst offense in comparison to the other teams in the league. This is a problem, and I'm getting to the point where like I'm I'm kind of speechless about about this team. And it's like keep Westbrook. This season's a wash. Let the Pelicans get Wembenyama. I don't even care what happens. Play for next year. I mean, the fact that LeBron's even having a really really rough go at it right now is terrible. Last night, god awful. So uh, yeah, I just. You, you just got to revamp this whole entire squad, right, Rush? Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, uh, LeBron James is zero for four. He's been winless for the first time since his rookie season way back in 2003 and t- 2004. Uh one of the biggest issues that continues to plague this team is three-point shooting. Through four games this season, they are 33 for 148. That's 22%. Uh, that is the worst over a four-game span, not just the first four games of the season, just any four-game span in NBA history. I mean, so I mean, it's just historically bad what's happening with this team. But yeah, to Brandon's point, I don't know what they could do that's, you know, yes, they can trade Westbrook. It's not just a Westbrook problem. We saw that last night, Kendrick Nunn, non-factor, like LeBron struggling, Anthony that doesn't look like he's healthy. So there's a lot going on with this team. That being said, it is really frustrating when you're four games into a season, you're saying this season is a wash. Like I, I, I the problem that they have is they don't have their draft picks. They did either pick swaps or they traded their yeah. picks. So it's not like they, they're going to get a great player. So I, I still am of the mindset, figure out a way to, to, to contend this season. Well, then you're giving up 27 and 29 and you're screwed for more years. Yeah. I mean, this I just is don't the biggest, know what to do. I'm getting to the point where Arash, me, you and I, we love to defend them. We want the Lakers to be great. We know their pedigree and their history. They are the embarrassment of the NBA. They have made every wrong decision in the past two years, ever since the Anthony Davis trade, every single wrong decision, whether that's from LeBron's influence with Westbrook, which a lot of people attribute that to. I don't think that's on Rob, and except to, that he listened to LeBron. LeBron and getting Westbrook, 
but the roster construction awful i was wrong about that i mean defense is better i knew that would happen i, I called it an a an a because i thought kendrick nunn 38 percent from three would be able to shoot and patrick beverly 37 percent from three able to shoot how are we supposed to know it's not going to happen but just through four games their defense is great their offense is so bad and it doesn't matter they could trade for their both their picks for healed and turner they're still not winning a championship so i get to the, i'm going to the i kind of think the way to save this season and I don't want Rob to fold. I don't care if they're 0 in 27 at the deadline. That is when you trade Westbrook because teams will be panicking with the Wenbinyama stuff. Yeah. I don't care. Don't trade him right now. I know I said yesterday trade him because I thought, hey, you know, maybe we win against the Nuggets and we're one and three. But even the Jazz are three and one. I mean, these teams are supposed to be tanking. We're so far behind already. It's just like don't fold. Don't give up the picks because you can get Rozier and Hayward for simply Russell Westbrook at yeah. the deadline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the problem is, where will they be at that point? Probably 0-27. They won't be 0-27, <laughs> but they're, they're going to be bad. They're going to be below 500. And, and so, you know, my problem with punting on the season so quickly, four games into the season, is the is that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. When the Lakers were bad all those years towards the end of Kobe's career, um, they had top five picks and they drafted well. And, but now that they've mortgaged the future for that championship in in 2020, the problem that, that they have is they don't have that light at the end of the tunnel. We we I mean, if they had their draft pick this year, I would totally be on the Tankapalooza. I'd be the captain of that train. I'd be the captain of that ship, saying, "Okay, who cares? There's a transcendent talent." You know that, like, like, well, let's totally tank this year. They can't. They don't have their pick, or they have a pick swap with the uh, Pelicans, who are playing extremely well. So I don't know what that they can do. It, it, it's right now we're kind of at a point with this team where it is frustrating to watch. And to your point, Brandon, the third quarter. Like that—that's a tie game at halftime, and I have no confidence that this team is going to It seems like LeBron doesn't want it enough anymore. He's just kind of like—I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but his career is kind of established. He's a top three player of all time. He doesn't care. And then besides him and Davis, no one else decides to. I mean, there's just no lock. Lock yourself in a gym and shoot for hours and hours and hours. And that's the one thing I'll give Kobe credit for when he was on the team. He would hold people accountable to doing that. LeBron is not holding these dudes accountable. He's kind of like, well, oh, you know, Russ, he'll be him, blah, blah, blah. And it's not even Russell Westbrook. All It's not completely his fault. We yeah. saw that last night. Yeah, and LeBron you know? also has, like, other things going on in his life. Production company, movies, uh, you know, different shows and stuff like that, that I think that that might be pulling his focus as well off of this team. Uh, am I wrong? No, I yeah. mean, listen, I think that was the concern when he came here, is that is he coming to Los Angeles to win a championship, or is this sort of, you know, him focusing on his future and his career and his production company and things like that? We also have to say, I mean, he's in year 20. And so, like, you know, generally speaking, A, guys don't usually play this long, but then, you know, at some point, he's going to hit that wall. I mean, look at Tom Brady oh, in the National Football man. League. I mean, obviously, he's got his own situation off the field as well. But, I mean, you know, when you've been playing the, the same sport for 20 years, you're going to hit a wall at, at some point. And, and I'm not saying that that's the case with LeBron, but he doesn't look like himself. This team does not look like themselves. And the other thing is, they're playing well defensively now. That will drop off because the intensity you have at the beginning of a season begins to wane when you don't win. So if you're zero for four, if you're if you're if you lose the first five games of the season, 
the confidence is not there because you're like, okay, I mean, why am I killing myself from the defensive side of the ball when 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 we can score and we find a way to lose? Um, now they're off to Minnesota. We'll see what happens with Russell Westbrook if he comes back, or or do, do they continue to figure out a way to say, okay, you know, let's let's see if we can win without him. I, I at this point, it's like I was saying to Rosh, I'm speechless. Yes, their defense is fantastic. I'm glad. You know, we were wanting that so bad. But how were we supposed to know their offense would be this bad? That's yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like at the end of the day. We're the embarrassment of the NBA, and it's getting to the point where, you know, we'll we might draft Victor Remdenyama for the Pelicans. Well, I, that, that, I would hate that. I mean, I don't think that they're. I mean, they deserve it. Him. They deserve it. Maybe that's when Genie will sell, like, say we need to fire Rob and actually get someone with experience. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much wrong with this uh, team right now. I am consciously optimistic that Rob will do something that I, I think hope he would so. Probably I do. want him to be a good GM. I like the guy. Yeah. You know, he 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 was the GM when they won a championship. Yeah, uh, he did a great job that year. The past couple of years, I know we've talked about it. Maybe it's attributed to LeBron wanting Westbrook, but he just hasn't done a good job, and it's just an embarrassment to the league. Does this change your mind now? About the bubble championship? No. Not at all. I mean, all they, right. they, they, they were they were the best team in the league that year. I'll always go back to thinking about that weekend prior to the shutdown where they beat Milwaukee. They beat the Clippers. They were the best team in the league. Um, and then, listen, you talk to anyone who played in Florida in the bubble. Like, that was the highest level of basketball because the focus was 100% on the court and playing that game. And so... Yeah. Listen, it's a little bit different because they did play almost a full season. Like when you combine the games, uh, you know, they played over 60 games. We've had a 50 game season. We've yeah. had a 60 game season. I mean, they, they, they played enough and it, they 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 got home court advantage throughout the postseason and they had to play all those games in Florida. So I, I don't think that, that that helped them. But could you argue, argue that gap of time that they obviously needed? I hated that gap because, like, they were finally hitting their stride when the shutdown happened. Again, you know, if you were to say who were the top three teams in the league at that point, it was the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And prior to the shutdown, they beat Milwaukee. They beat, they beat the Clippers. And I thought, wow, like, this team is the best team in the league. They've hit their stride at the perfect time. And then the shutdown happens. And whenever we want to talk about, like, an advantage that gave a team, it's like, I mean, like every team had the break. Every team had the shutdown. Every team had it like, you know, it didn't help them. It didn't help them to uh, to have uh, them hit their stride and then not play for a few months. And also it did not help them to go to Florida when they yeah. got home court, you know. So listen, I mean, but G.A., to your point, I think a lot of people do view it a different way. I don't because I covered that team that year, thought they were the best team, and I, I thought they deserved that championship. That being said, not just the rest of the league, like a lot of fans just gloss over that championship because they don't, like it's not the, the same. So when you look at the championship that they won, yeah. but, but what I, I think about is that two years post that championship, what they did to this roster yeah. It's an absolute embarrassment. I mean, and they were, it's a shame. Look, and you could they don't have an analytics team because other or they didn't listen to them because they were first in defense the year Davis got hurt when they were up on the Suns. Obviously they lost that series. They would have went to the NBA finals that year. 
I 100% believe that, especially when Kawhi went down, because I feel like the Clippers would have if they had Kawhi, but he got hurt, right? Yeah. And then it was just Paul George versus the Suns. It would have been Paul George versus the Lakers. The Lakers would have won. Yeah. You know, would they have beaten the Bucks? Who knows? Yeah. But they would have had definitely a better chance to. And that again, that's that goes on Adam Silver for having that quick turnaround exactly. and all that. First in defense, best defense in the league. Exactly. And it's not like they were now where they're one of the best defenses in the league, but their offense was exactly. terrible. Their offense, offense was ranked 14th. Yeah. That's a championship team. Yeah, how the tide has changed, right? It's just like depressing. It's team. depressing. And my friends in San Francisco, congratulations, you're a Warriors fan. I have a grim outlook on this organization for the foreseeable future i really do no i don't care how good our pedigree is we have a bunch of people that have no experience running the organization yeah you know that's a problem I mean, the, the, the problem is to your point that year that they lost to the suns in the first round yeah um just when you look at that team i mean you know, it, they, they, they trade kyle kuzma they trade kcp they let Caruso walk when Caruso wanted to come back on a hometown discount like if they had those three guys on this team if Russell Westbrook is not a part of this team, or even just one of those three guys, yeah, but let's, I mean, they, they they basically, you know, they mortgage the future, thinking I don't know what they, th- I don't, I, I will never understand how Russell Westbrook was your answer in the off season. It made no sense. I didn't get it. Yeah, uh, let's switch gears to the uh, Clippers, the other team in Los Angeles. Who listen? I, I don't think enough is being talked about, and GK kind of teased this. They're not looking so good. And there is probably, and no one's really talking about this because load management will be a thing with Kawhi. I never thought it would be a thing five games into the season, him coming off the bench, him playing only 20 minutes. His knee may not be healed, and we may have to figure out, like, like at what point. Again, he's been out for over a year, right? And so where yeah. is Kawhi right now? And, and will Kawhi become the Kawhi that, that we saw before? Because the reason people think that the Clippers will contend this year, and the reason that, Kawhi. that, that you believe that the Clippers will win the whole championship... Oh, I, 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 not anymore. Well, that's fine. I mean, we're f- four games into the season, but Welcome they, they, were, box, your, <laughs> they were your preseason pick, is because Kawhi's going to be Kawhi. And so the fact that we start the season where he's coming off the bench, we start the season where he's already missing games and not just the second night of a back-to-back missing multiple games there's concern here not yeah. just that he hasn't looked good and yeah. i know he's coming off of an injury his true shooting percentage is down well under 60 percent when his career was like 56 percent true shooting percentage where he was a very efficient player on both ends of the floor his defense is kind of slacking this year we've seen that i mean and he was the best defender in the nba perimeter wise a couple of years ago and i get it maybe he's coming off an injury slow to get up whatnot he hasn't been good offensively at all. And it's it's like they rely. They have to rely on Paul George to get 40 every night to win. And Could when he you, doesn't get 40, they lose. Could you attribute this, though, to, like, which this is still boggling my mind right now, but the fact that he's coming off of the bench, right? So he's not exactly, he's kind of coming off cold. Yeah. Right? Is he going to tear his hamstring? I mean, you if they play him this way, that? if they the if, Westbrook thing, if oh, they play my hamstring, if they <laughs> let me let me take a day off. Um, if they play him the way that they're playing him, I could see him getting hurt again. I I, I mean, when you're when you're coming off the bench like that, and I get that they they have nothing but the best of intentions for him to rest and him not to, mm. you know, strain himself or anything like that, and they want to keep him and make it so that he can make it to the end of the season and into the playoffs. But I don't know if this is the right way. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something too. 
If I'm the Lakers GM right now, and Lakers Nation would hate me if I was the GM, I would call up the Pelicans and I'd be like, can we get our pick back and another pick and we'll send you Anthony Davis so you can win a championship this year? Oh, wow. Not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I, they wouldn't take that, though, because you got to... Really? Look, oh, heck, you had to treat him with kid gloves, man. He, like, every single time that he hits the floor, but think you're about concerned this that Pel- he's hurt. No, no, no. Think about this Pelicans team now. And no, then add in Anthony not. Davis to Jonas Valanciunas, Zion Williams, and no. Brandon Ingram. No, they're great the way that they are. They're great the really? way that they are. Really? You think they'd decline that? I would. I, I personally would. Only only because, again, you have to treat him. You're, you're already concerned about Zion getting hurt. Now you got to be concerned about Anthony Davis getting hurt. Well, then hurt. why don't we ship Anthony Davis to Chicago for like four picks and then. Yeah, no, that I can you see. You know, like some. I mean, at this point, like we don't have any picks. Let's be real. I mean, LeBron and Davis aren't winning a championship unless we get Kyrie Irving next summer. And we're going to bank on a guy that's the most unreliable dude in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a grim situation. This season's already over. Like, I don't care if they get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. They're not beating the Nuggets. They're not beating the Warriors. They're not beating, it looks like, the well, Suns I, right I mean, now. So they're not going to win a championship. But, I mean, like, I, I so you don't think that they can get into the play? No, they will if they ha- if they trade Westbrook for, yeah. like, one of those packages. They'll be I mean, in the playoffs. I never playoffs. thought this, this team was, like, a, a championship I know, but team, you're going to give up two picks. Well, who knows? I, I see what you're you know, saying, like yeah. who knows? I mean, they could be a second victory. You do that then. trade if you think that this could be a, a championship exactly. team, but you don't do that trade to be a. But it's but you're so bad. Where originally, Arash, we were talking about with Armand. Yeah, they would be a championship team with Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I was thinking about it a couple of days ago, and I said it on the show, and I'm like, no, they wouldn't because they have so many more holes than just. They don't need just one shooter. They need five shooters. Yeah. They don't just need one perimeter defender. They need four. You know what I'm saying? And it's because of the Westbrook contract. A lot of it is not on Rob if LeBron forced him that trade because he didn't have any money to go do that. But it was, you know, giving up Caruso, you know, letting Caruso walk, trading KCP, who's in a winner, an absolute winner. And you might see the Nuggets win the championship this year just because KCP is on that roster. Yeah. Like it's well, not just because well, you know I mean, what I, I mean. They like, have a, great a, well, yeah, fantastic they have, team. It's, I think they have a great two, team. Two-time MVP. Yeah, I think that they have a great team that to win the West. I don't know about the whole thing, I mean, but definitely to win the if West. If I'm the Lakers, if I'm the Lakers, and I'm you know Indiana's calling me, we want two picks, right? And I'm like, okay, you know, we love Heald. You know, Heald was a Palinka client before, um, and then. I mean, if Palinka watches basketball, which I assume he does, right? You're watching the Bucks play. You see Giannis averaging 40 points per game and that team having the best defense in the league. No one's beating that team if they're healthy. The yeah. Bucks are going to win. I mean, now, like I'm saying, maybe the Clippers, if they find their stride, I always said the Bucks are coming out of the East. Bucks and Celtics and like all these elite juggernauts. It's like, mm-hmm. does Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, it doesn't solve that. And I just think like, if you're going to make that trade, find a way to tread water into the deadline if you can find a way I don't know how and then trade Westbrook at the deadline so going back to the Clippers where because I know that we rarely talk about them on the show but no, we talk about them more. When, do you, yeah. when, when do you um so where do you think that they're at now with this two and two start I mean they're gonna win tonight because I'm assuming George and Kawhi are gonna play right against the Thunder uh, I, have, I haven't they, lo- yeah well, we they haven't were looked out, at their so yes they were out I, I think they're yeah. gonna play they're gonna win but SGA always turns into Michael Jordan against them because they traded him um, and he's great and Grant was telling me why did we trade Paul George why did we trade SGA for Paul George and Kawhi I'm like Grant you would do that 10 out of 10 times again let's be real Paul George is the best clipper of all time he led you to a Western Conference Finals he was great in the in the playoffs that was the furthest individually you, I agree with you furthest you've ever gotten absolutely right yeah. and quick you, injury update yeah 
Yeah. Uh, Paul George questionable. Is he? Uh, okay. Kawhi will not play tonight. Right, oh, right knee injury management. Are you Marcus, kidding me? Marcus Morris Sr. What is that? Now, Jason Preston. Now. Well, Marcus so, Morris' his dad him, died, of course. Like, yeah. That's the one's legitimate reason, you know. Well, yeah, take time but, off. But, but, Brandon, here's why we led with this and, and talked about this. The Kawhi thing is no longer just load management. I mean, he's, he's hurt. He's, he's, he's hurt. hurt. He's hurt. So he's hurt. this is, uh, you know. So I mean, what what is what does the future hold for a, a team if, if Kawhi's not Kawhi? I mean, like if, if he's Kawhi not Kawhi, is this, this Kawhi? team is not even going to get out of the play-in, probably. And all I have to do, all I have to say to you guys is, in the beginning of the season, all you were gung ho about the Clippers and oh, winning on, the title. That, whoa, I'm just that saying, was as if Kawhi fan, was going to be Kawhi. I'm, I'm just saying, as a Clipper fan, always be ready for disappointment. Okay, but always here's be the problem, Jihei, is that uh, we went from thinking, okay, like if this team is fully healthy, a championship team to brandon's point if if this is the Kawhi we're gonna see this season they're a play-in team they are like well last season's team so um just a lot of questions i mean this is a bad sign i mean Kawhi missing tonight basically says this is not load management this is not the second night of a back-to-back He's got a problem with that knee, and, and uh, we'll touch on that uh, when we come back. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be uh, joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton. When we return on the Mighty or 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game, in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and join our good friend Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? Hey, man. I'm here. I'm alive. I ain't been canceled, so I'm all right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But by, but by the way, we didn't even touch on it. Kanye West was right down the street here in Manhattan Beach, right by the Skechers building. Um but uh, listen, which is they, close to our studio, right near yeah. our studio. But they didn't want to have anything to do with Yeezy. Uh, he also went to the bagel shop, by the way, <laughs> in downtown Manhattan that's Beach. Right? That's yeah. oh boy. Um, <laughs> all right, Nick. Speaking of disasters, speaking of train wrecks. Listen, we knew the Lakers were not going to be a good shooting team. I don't think anyone thought that they would be historically bad, Nick. I mean, there has been no point in league history where there's been a four-game stretch where a team has shot this poorly. From th- three-point range, we can rag on Russell Westbrook all we want. It's it's not just him, but but your th- thoughts on this team? This team is absolutely atrocious. I mean, the way it's been poorly constructed, the way that the nonchalant actions by the general manager and the ownership, for that matter, as far as trying to sell the people on a pipe dream. Being this is oh this is a championship contending we're a contending team we're a deep playoff contending team knowing full well that you weren't and then when you tried to do 
the things to try to turn it around, meaning to try to trade Westbrook and you had a deal possibly in place, you wanted more because you wanted to be greedy. Mm-hmm. And to me, LeBron is doing everything he can as a 20-year 20 year vet in the league. And I, I, I appreciate LeBron for not trying to throw his teammates under the bus. But we all know well. I mean, it's only so much defending of Russ you can do. Like Russell Westbrook for those first three games, it's only so much defending you can do when stuff is staring you right in the face. Um, and then the other guys that are on the team, you have an aging Anthony Davis who's 29 years old with now back <laughs> issues at the body of a 50-year-old, whom I, I deem as his new nickname is Bubble Wrap because every time he has a travel, you got to wrap him up in bubble wrap and hope he don't break. So you got a guy that you're going to have to try. I mean, if the Lakers really wanted to do something for the future and really wanted to help LeBron, in that particular manner, I, I mean, they're going to have to find some way to ship Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook out of town. This is not going to work. I mean, this is, you know, I, I equate LeBron to being T'Challa, and the Lakers are Wakanda. <laughs> and T'Challa is the most powerful person in Wakanda. He's not the only powerful person, but he's one of the most powerful people in Wakanda. Yet, there's nobody close to his level uh, except for his sister, which may be. Anthony Davis when he is healthy, um, but that's not guaranteed. And so, to me, LeBron is the child in this situation. Um, and it's a shame because you're wasting away opportunities for LeBron to get to a higher level. I mean, individually, he's going to accomplish the individual goals, but this season is going to be a dismal season at best. And people are talking about this as a play-in tournament team. Hell, this is, this is a team that can't even get past, I don't think, 35 to 40 wins this year. Nick, like if you're Rob Palinka, you know, because there's this thought where do you try to salvage the season to make a trade? Like, because if they want to make a trade right now, they have no leverage whatsoever. I think that they would have to give up two first round picks. Um, would you do that or do you say, hey, listen, this season is a wash. This season's done. Save those picks because God knows this team is going to need those picks. Well, I think. Since, you, since if I'm Palenka, I realized I tricked off an opportunity to make a trade in the offseason. Yeah. But I wanted to be greedy. So now I have to, like you said, try to salvage the season. But but here's the thing. Okay, if you do make a trade, you're absolutely correct. You're gonna No team is going to take anything less than those two first-round picks and that particular player that you're trying to move. Now, maybe you may have a little bit of leverage if you try to move Anthony Davis. Because he is younger, he is he does have some type of upside when he is healthy. So maybe you can come off one of those picks, maybe throw in another player um, that's currently playing with the team. Maybe you can try to finesse a three a three team deal with that. Um, but other, if you're trying to for, for sure trade Russell Westbrook, you're definitely got to give up those two first round picks um, in the future and Russell, uh, who's on an expiring contract. But if you're not trying to do that. Then you're pretty much screwed. So the season is pretty much screwed. If they in the next fifteen in the next fifteen game on the first fifteen games, I should say, this team could easily be three and twelve based upon the the, uh, the schedule that they're going to have to endure yes. over the course of the, of the first fifteen. Nick, I wanted to ask you about the Clippers. Kawhi hasn't looked like himself. Obviously, he's still dealing with an injury. What are your thoughts on this team if they can't get? Kawhi to full strength. Are they just the playing team like last year? No, I think, and I think it's still too early to tell. I mean, people forget this guy's coming off a significant injury that 
and pretty much sidelined him an entire season. So it's going to take him time to work himself back into basketball shape, meaning work himself into the, the schedule that the NBA, you know, is a grueling schedule. So I think it's going to take time. I think people need to be patient. I wouldn't hit the panic button on the Clippers as of yet because I think it's still uh, early enough in the season where they can turn this thing around. They have a, they have a lot of depth on this team. Uh, this team is definitely, uh, once they figure out, and I said this before, once they figure out those rotations and be able to get find a rhythm, uh, you have a guy like John Wall who's been playing absolutely out of his mind. Uh, Paul George has been playing well, you know, up until this point. So I think it's just a matter of trying to ingratiate Kawhi into the offense and into the system and then figure out where he where his strengths are uh, the most and be able to benefit from those strengths and then put it all together. And I think that the, the, the coach that can put it all together is Tyron Lue. So I think they have the right coach and coaching staff in place. Um, I think it just takes time. Um, it's an 82-game season. It's a marathon. So I think Clipper fans don't have to hit the panic button as of yet, unlike Laker fans. Um, I think it's just you know, we'll, we'll have to assess it after the first 20, 25 games and then see where we are from there. Nick, the problem that I have with, with what's going on with Kawhi is that I don't think this is a load management thing. I mean, for him to sit out tonight, um, his knee is not right. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest concern right now, that if that, that if Kawhi can't be the Kawhi that we knew before, this Clippers team, I think, is still a good team. I think that they, they, they are a playoff team. But I, I this is not a championship team because it, it, if Kawhi is going to be like this, and again, it's going to take time. And I keep hearing that with this Clippers team. My biggest issue is he's been out for well over a year, and I don't think his knee is going to be, 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 be okay. Well, here's the thing, Arash, you make a valid point, but also, too, I think they're looking at the macro instead of the micro, meaning can we get this guy healthy for 41 games? Can this guy play 41 games? And then can he be healthy enough to get us through the playoffs? I think if you play Kawhi Leonard 41 games, make sure he's healthy enough to sustain himself throughout the playoff series, you know, each, each round up until the NBA Finals. I think that's serviceable for what the Clippers need to have because as we saw, you know, a couple of years back, the Clippers went to game six against the Phoenix Suns without Kawhi Leonard on the shoulders of Paul George and Reggie Jackson and the rest of those boys. Um, they just didn't have enough firepower to, uh, you know, eclipse the, the, the Phoenix Suns at that point. But I do think if you had a healthy Kawhi Leonard or some type of health, even if he's 75, 70%, you got a Kawhi Leonard on the floor, he makes a huge difference with that Clippers team. He changes the dynamic of that Clippers team. So I think if you can get him healthy for 41 games, keep him healthy enough to sustain through the playoffs, I think the Clippers still have a great chance of making the not only the conference finals, but possibly the NBA finals. All right, Nick, I wanted to ask you about this big game this weekend that Arash and I think will decide the division. We know Seattle is good, uh, or good so far at least. We know Arizona is probably going to choke. We feel like this is the game that will decide the division. Who wins, 49ers or Rams at SoFi Stadium this weekend? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, until I see differently, I'm going to have to go with the Niners. I think the Niners are coming back. They're getting their guy, their key guys back healthier, um, as well as the Rams. I mean, the Rams are starting to get guys back healthy. We saw Van Jefferson out yesterday uh, catching passes, looking like the, the old Van Jefferson that we are accustomed to seeing. Um, so I think, you know, they're getting some guy, a couple of guys back, uh, you know, on the whole line and things of that nature. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how well uh, Matthew Stafford can get the ball off and start uh, 
you know, splitting the ball as far as making sure that Cooper Cup gets the ball, Allen Robinson gets the ball, Dan Jefferson gets the ball, can stretch the field, um, and then make it see how much that O line can hold up um, in order to make sure Matthew Stafford doesn't get sacked six hundred times. Um, that's going to be a, another key. So. Uh, with the 49ers, you got guys coming back healthy. It'll be interesting to see how Christian McCaffrey uh, is acclimated and, and, and implemented to that system um, and how well he's able to get off. And then, you know, the, the Debo Samuel, he's going to be Debo Samuel, period. So that's always going to be a challenge for the Rams or any other team for that matter. Uh, he's just that he's just that good. Um, so, I mean, until I see otherwise, I'm going to have to see a little bit more towards the Niners within this game and so far. Nick, two years ago today, the Dodgers won the World Series, and I think a lot of fans thought that they would be back in the World Series, obviously, this year after winning 111 games. As we get prepared for the Game 1 of the World Series uh, tomorrow night between Houston and um, Philadelphia, I get your, your, your thoughts on that series, but also what do the Dodgers have to do? Again, I mean, they, they really put together the best p- team on paper, the best team during the regular season. What do they have to do to finally win the whole thing? I think one, I think it's just guys have got to stay healthy. I think health has been a, a crucial part of the Dodgers' lack of success. Um, I think that's one factor. Two, I think they've got to somehow, some way, find arms. I think, like I said, I mean, you and I, you and I have talked about this, Arash, about how the Dodgers, you know, again, tricked off an opportunity to get Luis Castillo. And when we sat there and talked to Andrew Freeman, when he was asked about pitchers, he said, oh, we couldn't find a deal that really worked in our favor. Say what? <laughs> really? So did you not pay attention that Luis Castillo was on the market? Or, did you, or again, did you want to be greedy and thought you were going to get more than what you thought you were supposed to get? Yeah. And then pass on the deal. Because I feel, I still feel to this day, if you would have got Luis Castillo, I think the Dodgers would still be playing right now. Just because you would have had enough significant amount of arms to get, you know, to, to get you through. But guys have got to hit. Hitting was also an issue as well, especially in the playoffs um, against the Padres. I think guys have got to stay healthy, but it's not a lot of, you know, attractive arms there to choose from um, in this free agency period. Outside of maybe possibly Jacob DeGrom, I mean, there's really not a lot of guys that look flashy and look like, okay, this is a guy we want to invest our money into, you know, in, in uh, for the next several years. Um, you know Kershaw's going to probably get, get, a, get a call to come back, um, especially with, with Walker Bueller being out for next season as well because of the, the, the TJ surgery. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to have to muster up. Um, they're going to have to find a closer because uh, their idea of a closer, he could close the refrigerator door. Uh, so, to me, I just think the Dodgers have a lot of work cut out for them. I don't think they get back to the World Series anytime soon. Uh, I could be wrong. Like I said, anything can happen, but as far as the way that they're constructed, they could be constructed. I don't see them uh, you know, getting deep into the playoffs, especially at the Padres breathing down your neck. Uh, with Fernando Tatis, Jr. going to return as well as the, the hitters that they have, the pitchers that they have down at Petco Park. So that's going to be interesting. And also, too, to the San Francisco Giants, too, um, in the offseason as well in that division. Um, so it, it remains to be seen, but I don't see the, the, the Dodgers being a serious championship contender 
And Nick, I wanted to ask you, we talked to Fernando about this earlier in the week that I believe the Chargers season is effectively over with J.C. Jackson out, with Rashawn Slater injured, Joey Bosa. You know, they're all beat up. Herbert still still doesn't look like himself, if we're being perfectly honest with ourselves over the past couple weeks since that rib injury. What are your thoughts for the rest of the season for this team? Will Keenan Allen coming back kind of turn this in Eckler being healthy in the way is turn this team into a nine, 10 win team. It looks like they're going to do their usual nine and eight chargers. No. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, why would you, why would you not think that? Um, especially with Mike Williams now being banged up for the next four to six weeks, possibly being out. Um, except for one season, I can't recall a season where Mike Williams wasn't injured at some point this season, uh, which is really unfortunate because the guy's immensely talented. Um, you know, he's, he's a, a guy that can definitely go up with a 50-50 ball and usually win those 50-50 balls for that squad. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of pressure on Austin Eckler. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen will be will be helpful. Uh, Keenan Allen is definitely a, a, a terrific, I think he's definitely a terrific receiver. Um, but Justin Herbert is not 100% healthy. He's probably not 90% healthy. Um, and I, I saw something so egregious and so stupid uh, where there was a report, there was a, uh, a individual from FS1 that said that uh, Justin Herbert was overhyped. He was over, you know, he was built up, you know, he was just a, a hype machine. And I'm saying, what the hell have you been watching the last three or four years? Because last time I checked, uh, Justin Herbert is the truth. Uh, he's proven that statistically. He's proven that over the course of his time, especially from the moment he was just immediately thrusted into the starting position um, in his rookie year. So, you know, it's going to take some time, but I think it's just coaching, man. I think the coach, the, the coaching is just atrocious, man. I, I don't think Brandon Staley is the right coach for that team. I think you're going to eventually see uh, a return of a particular coach that was coaching in New Orleans to try to lead that team out of the, the, the abyss and out of the darkness into the light. Nick, uh, big game for USC on Saturday. And I say big game because they, they, they found themselves back in the top 10. They are ranked 10th. Uh, very, uh, listen, they have one big game, I think, uh, you know, towards the end of the season at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. But if they win out, U of A, Cal, Colorado, UCLA, then Notre Dame. If they can win out, I, I think, obviously, they'll, they'll be in that Pac-12 title game. And if they win that one, they, they still have kind of like an outside chance to get into the college football playoff. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on the game Saturday against U of A, but also... Can they still find a way to get into the college football playoff? I actually, I'll answer your second question first. Hell no. <laughs> that ain't it. You can forget. You can bid them caviar star dreams and champagne wishes. I know you're a USC alum. <laughs> shoulder for you for that college football playoff. You need to lean on it. But no, absolutely not. Um, I think you have a very great chance, though, of, of being a, represent, a representative in the Pac-12 championship if, like you said, they can win out. And they absolutely have a great opportunity of winning out, uh, but it does start in Arizona, which has been traditionally a tough place to play at times for the USC Trojans. Um, looking at this season, obviously, offensively, for the most part, they've been good. They've had some, some glitches in the matrix. Uh, but defensively, beyond the pass rush, the run defense continues to concern me. Um and as they continue to inch closer and closer through the season, that, to me, is going to be their Achilles heel. 
if they can't correct it. And, and even moving forward beyond this season, I think Lincoln Riley's going to have to find some type of defensive coordinator that's going to be able to understand how to stop the run, continue to upgrade the pass rush, and make sure the secondary is uh, competitive enough uh, to be able to get these wins because once they move into the Big Ten, as we see it in the Big Ten, the Big Ten is not a joke. You're going to have to have a solid defense in the Big Ten to compete in that division with the Ohio State, the Michigan, the Michigan State, the Penn State of the world in that division. Um, and so it's going to it's going to take uh, that type of dedication and, and looking for the right hire uh, in the seasons to come. But as for this season. Um, I think the sky's the limit for the Trojans. I like the offense. I like where it's going. I think they have to be remain consistent. They they can't turn the ball over. They have to be able to protect the ball um, and be able to score points. Excuse me, and be able uh, to, to maintain their health uh, as they move closer. Because UCLA, once they hit that Rose Bowl game, UCLA is going to play them tough as hell, um, and they they have something they have something on the line, and so. Um, Everybody's gunning to give each other their second loss and because they know they have a golden opportunity of representing the Pac-12, the Pac-12 championship, along with Utah. And Utah can also play out uh, the rest of their game. So it'll be interesting to see down the stretch. But I'm lo- I love the competition. I love the feistiness between you know UCLA, uh, Utah, and USC uh, because those seem to be the top three teams in the Pac-12 that really have something to play for. Nick, real quick, 60 seconds left. I mean, this is one of the problems that, that I do have with the Pac-12. And so maybe USC d- doesn't deserve to be in the college football playoff. But if they finish the season playing just one bad quarter and have one loss by one point, you can't recover from that. But I mean, Pac-12 teams historically, um, and again, sorry to just, you know, you don't have much time. But this is a problem with the Pac-12, right? Absolutely. It's a, it's a problem, and the referee has been a problem. Yeah. I've seen better refereeing in, in Pop Warner. No, I mean, it's so bad, Nick. I mean, I mean, and the officiating has been atrocious. I think it's an absolute joke that, like, every week it's hashtag Pac-12 officials, Pac-12 refs. Uh, the <laughs> the, the reason it's trending is that like, week in and week out, Nick, the officiating is so bad. You're the best, my friend. I will see you soon. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.